0: Hello everybody, welcome to another episode of the Football Betting Podcast, your home for tips, insight and discussion on England's top four leagues. I'm your host Tom Pipkin, I'm joined as ever by my co-host Tom Walker.
1: Hi guys, welcome to the show, thank you for bearing with us, unfortunately we missed last week due to uh, just busy personal lives really, work, work, Covid, Christmas, yeah,
0: but uh, if anyone wants to sponsor us um, to the tune of our annual salaries so we don't actually have to work, so we can deliver the podcast on time every single week, then uh, please do. But, yeah, uh, to, talking about sponsorship, this show is, as I was, sponsored by our friends at Manscaped.
1: <laughs> Pay us more, yeah. Uh, but for now, we're very, very grateful, and we're very happy to be able to offer you guys 20% off and free shipping on all Manscaped products. So head to manscape.com and put the promotional code FBP20 in uh, the checkout and you'll get the uh, discount and you'll help support this podcast.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So for anybody new listening to the show, welcome. Uh, this is what we do. So we go through each league one by one, Premier League, Championship, League One, League Two. Uh, we'll pick out our betting highlights from each of the leagues and then we'll kind of wrap it all up nicely with a couple of trebles and look through fancy at the end. So we'll start straight away with the first game in the Premier League this weekend, which is Saturday 12:30, Crystal Palace against Liverpool. Palace 11 to 2, the draw 10 to 3, and Liverpool, as you'd expect, favourites for this one 1 to 2. And I'm looking at 1 to 2 straight away, and I'm thinking that's not actually a bad price for Liverpool. Uh, against this Palace side, who uh, won win in the last five games. They've had uh, a couple of decent results recently, of Palace against West Ham and Spurs, both draws against two informed sides there. But I thoroughly expect Liverpool to have too much here for Palace. Um, yeah. In terms of the head to head you're looking at seven consecutive wins for Liverpool against Palace, uh, and 16 games since Palace last kept a clean sheet against Liverpool.
1: Wow. Yeah, Liverpool crisis over. Uh, there was a little bit of a murmur, in wasn't there, about the the injuries and Klopp wasn't happy with scheduling, and he's not happy about the substitute rule, which the Premier League clubs voted against today. And all of that seems to be brushed aside, and they've quietly snuck back to the top of the table. And I expect them to get this one done with a little bit of, with minimal fuss, I think. Uh, They'll be challenged at times, but one to two, I think you'll get Liverpool to win.
0: I agree. Uh, No, not too much point spending too long on that one then. Southampton, Man City is the next three o'clock. Is it me or or Man City? Three o'clock on a Saturday, literally every week at the moment. I swear they've had so many consecutive Saturday three o'clock
1: kickoffs. Yeah, possibly. They're not as box office as they used to be, are they?
0: No, but yeah, Southampton against Man City is the uh the next one here. We've got 6 to 1 for the Saints to get the win at home, 7 to 2 for the draw and again 4 to 9 for Man City. So, um not a bad price at all if you fancy City to win the game, but I don't know about you, but I won't be touching Man City. I'm not saying that Southampton are going to win this one at 6 to 1, but the way City are misfiring at the moment, and the form that Southampton are on, I don't dare go against them, but I don't feel strongly enough to go for them.
1: No, I totally agree. It'd be an open game. Um, you hit the nail on the head, mate. Defensively, City seem pretty sound this season, to be honest with you. And going forward, going forward, sorry, is is where they're missing out. Jesus, not firing. Um, Torres, obviously, I think he was bought in mainly to be a winger. He's being used as kind of a makeshift striker. Aguero returning to fitness, but not quite there. And Southampton, as you said, Tom, um, doing really well this season. And, you know, they are in the ascendancy, aren't they? They're they're on top um, in third city, you know, down in eighth. So, yeah, it's tasty at six to one, but I don't think you can quite go for either side.
0: No, no. So we'll move into the next game then, which is Everton against Arsenal. Everton priced at five to four, the draw five to two, and Arsenal twenty-one to ten. Um, for me, this one is a bit more straightforward. I think Everton are the team to go with here, uh, five to four for the Toffees. I feel like Arsenal are in that phase where it's so negative. Um, they seem to be. You know they're not helping themselves with the red cards they're getting in games. Uh, they're getting hammered in the press, hammered by the fans. Uh, it seems to be that feeling that Arteta's one really bad result away from the sack potentially. So I can't side with this Arsenal side whatsoever from what we've seen from.
1: No, agreed. A um, couple of notes I've got here in terms of the Everton side of things. I think we can trust them again. Uh, I think. Yes. I think we. That yeah, we've seen two results now, two wins uh, over Chelsea at home and Leicester away. So very impressive victories back to back. They had a wobble, didn't they? And me and you didn't really touch them for a few weeks, but I think we can trust them again to get a couple of couple of results. And yeah, Arsenal, you know, you just hit the nail on the head. So I won't repeat it. Um, seven red cards in less than twelve months under Arteta, so rumours, I read an article on a, they don't sponsor us, so I won't give them a shout out, but they are probably the world's largest and newest media outlet, it begins with A and ends in tick, and uh, read read an article on there about the uh, Arsenal demise, etc, and apparently there's quite a lot of unrest in terms of just people not getting along, forget football, just, you know, players not getting on with managers, etc. And if you, let's say you're an office worker and you're in sales, if you don't get on with your sales manager, performances dip and, you know, your contribution and your kind of drive and, you know, Arteta has these non-negotiables, doesn't he? And I can't imagine myself following a non-negotiable from my sales manager if I didn't like him so yeah yeah just a little, on a personal level seems to be a bit of a mess but yeah Everton five to four for me
0: okay right, Newcastle Fulham then is eight o'clock on Saturday pretty evenly split with the bookies eight to five for Newcastle nine to five for Fulham eleven to five for the draw so uh odds wise very much a toss-up Fulham have been definitely improved recently. They're starting to pick up points uh, on a consistent basis at the moment. I don't know which way the result would go really here. Newcastle, I think you've mentioned on the pod a couple of weeks ago, you don't know what you're going to get from Newcastle week in, week out. They could be really good. They could be terrible. Um, I just don't dare touch this one.
1: Yeah, they're blacklisted. There's a couple of teams... Um, in all four leagues that are blacklisted and uh, Newcastle are uh, Newcastle and until a few weeks ago Southampton were uh, were on that list Fulham as you said Tom much improved but in terms of picking a result for this one-off game no thank you
0: nope okay let's move to Sunday then so we've got 12 o'clock on Sunday Brighton against Sheffield United uh seven to ten for Brighton. 4-1 for Sheffield United and 11-4 for the draw. Uh, we're recording on a Thursday night. We've not yet seen the Sheffield United against Man United result, but uh, if things go as we'd expect, you'd expect United to get a, a comfortable three points there to, to leave Sheffield United still rock bottom of the table with one point from 13 games. And I feel like it's at that stage now where You've just got to go against Sheffield United every single week. They seem to be that bad. I don't see a win coming at the moment in the way they're playing. So, for me, despite Brighton's recent struggles, only two wins for Brighton. Uh, but I'll have to go for Brighton at 7-10, to 10 based on how bad Sheffield United are.
1: Yeah, yeah, totally agree. Sheffield Uniteds possibly could break... Derby's record of the lowest amount of points totaled in a Premier League season, which is at eleven. The obviously the big issue is I think Derby had seven of those points before Christmas. Mm. So Sheffield United obviously the longer this goes on, the more painful it's gonna get, and the more that confidence is gonna get drained, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. And and yeah, I did a I did a poll on Twitter, and we'll get on to the handles and everything um, in the next couple of uh, minutes, etc., on the show. But I did a poll. Who was the biggest myth, Arsenal or Brighton? uh, Two teams that apparently have these coaches. I mean, I'm a big fan of both, but they have these philosophies and they're improving the club and they're taking them forward and they're doing this and they're doing that. Brighton are 16th, two points off relegation. Arsenal are 15th um, with 14 points, Brighton with 11. Are Brighton a myth? I, I don't know. Um, I, I don't know if I even trust them, Tom, to beat Sheffield United. As much as I think you are right, you got to go against them every week, but 7-10 to 10 kind of stinks as well for me.
0: Yeah, for, you're definitely getting the, that price for Brighton based on how bad Sheffield United have been, but yeah, seven to ten is a, is a tight price for Brighton when you're considering that you know Liverpool are what one to two against Palace, so that's not that far from a seven to ten that you get in here for Brighton, and you know you, mm. you'd go for Liverpool all day long.
1: Yeah, agreed. Uh, but yeah,
0: so let's move to two fifteen, which is Tottenham Leicester, uh, Spurs eleven, Spurs evens, Leicester five to two, the draw eleven to four. Uh, anything that you like the look of here?
1: Uh, I think is it's two two teams that play their best stuff on the counter, I think, isn't it? So it's two teams that probably don't want the ball. I think maybe Spurs will be a little bit different being at home. But, yeah, I'm, I'm really not sure, Tom. The only thing that I could possibly see is over 2.5 goals. Um over two point five goals as opposed to both teams to score because I'm just not just not sure how this one's going to go, but I just feel there's so much attacking in ten in terms of the the forward players and the quick transitions. eleven to two is the price, and I like that, but in terms of a result, poof, I don't know
0: yeah um I don't know how much you or anybody listening to the show reads into like managerial head to heads not something we tend to go into often but um in games where jose Mourinho and brendan rogers have have come up against each other jose's uh won five of the seven meetings and they've drawn two so rogers have never has never managed a side that's beaten jose um, don't know whether there's some anything in that whatsoever but uh yeah, there you go. This will be his first victory over Jose if he can get one this weekend.
1: No, I I get where you're coming from. Uh, I think there are better metrics to go off, but I definitely think that that, that comes into it for sure.
0: Just something interesting to throw yeah. out there uh, in case yeah. anybody's interested. Uh, okay, next then, I think this one should be a cracker. It's Man United against Leeds. United are 4-6 to six for the victory. Leeds 7-2. to two. The draw ten to three, um, yeah, I think this is going to be an entertaining game, most definitely. Uh, Leeds on the face of it, very big price. We've spoken before, and it's well documented in the media how good United are away at the moment, club record run in the Premier League. However, dismal at home. So the odds for Man United on the nose at home for me are way too short. Won't be backing them. I'd actually be looking at Leeds to score the first goal. Hmm. And that, that price is 13 to 8. So it's a pretty good price. Um, United have conceded the first goal in four of the last five games. Um, Leeds shown a lot of attacking intent. I think you know they're not going to be overawed by Man, by Man United whatsoever. They're going to go for this game, um, particularly with Man United's recent home record, I think they're going to go there thinking they can get three points. Um, yeah, it just seems like Man United are very sluggish to get going. You know, it seems like they often trail in the first half, then sort themselves out for the second half. Oli gets his tactics wrong in the first half, kind of corrects it and gets out of jail in the second half. So for me, Leeds to score the first goal, thirteen to eight, is is a good price and something that has form
1: yeah, yeah, I like that a lot. Um, I would say that all I have down on my notes is that United are a big banana skin, um, and these two are two of my blacklisted teams that I just have no idea what's. I mean, if Leeds if the Leeds team that played against Newcastle in midweek can beat it in five-2 turns up, United are in serious trouble, Tom, serious yeah. trouble. If Leeds turn up, the team that lost 4-1 to Palace, then Leeds are there for the taking and United should beat them. And United, they've scored three goals at home in the Premier League this season out of six games. And uh, I just can't back that. I just can't back them. So, yeah, very interesting in terms of a neutral. Wish there'd be fans in the stadium. It would be a cracking atmosphere. Uh, But I'm just going to enjoy it as a neutral, I think. Okay,
0: cool. Uh, Seven fifteen kickoff. Then it's the final one on Sunday: West Brom against Aston Villa. Thirteen to five for West Brom. Nineteen to twenty for Aston Villa. Fourteen to five for the draw. Um, how much of a derby is this? I know it's West Midlands, just up.
1: Uh, that. I, I think it's like. I think it, obviously it's West Brom Wolves. And it's Villa-Birmingham. And then if any of the two on the opposite sides meet, I think it's like a secondary rivalry. Mm. Do you know what I mean? It's like Forest, right? We hate Derby. Yeah, we play Leicester. We don't like them. But I wouldn't say that I absolutely hate their guts. You know? No, no. Yeah, anyway.
0: No, well, anyway, for me, uh, unsure. Big Sam's first game in charge as well, right? So... If West Brom get a new manager, bounce thirteen to five is looking big, but um, yeah, I, I don't know.
1: I I'm going to go for under two point five goals. Uh, Eleven to ten, think it's a cracking price. I'm currently watching Aston Villa Burnley in the background. Are doing the pod? It's nil nil with five minutes to go. I think Big Sam is going to come in and do what he does, and I think he's going to build from the back. I think I think he would take nil nil right now if he offered it him and I think Dean Smith probably would as well. So I think under 2.5 goals is the way to go. Obviously if Grealish has one of his has one of his games which is obviously more than capable of doing that could scupper that um but unless Grealish is really on form I think it's uh, pretty nailed on under 2.5 goals. I mm. really 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 hope by the way, that Big Sam fails at West Brom. Nothing against Big Sam, but I thought the sacking of Bilic was absolutely ridiculous. I thought it was cowardly to give him the City game knowing that even if he beat him 10-0 he was still out the door. Things were already in place. And they basically gave Bilic that game to give Big Sam a bit of an easier start and try to build some momentum. Um, But Forrest yeah. and Sheffield Wednesday have found in the championship that hiring a manager that is known for stability and is known to get you out of uh, trouble and is known for X, Y, and Z, it doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to happen overnight. You're looking at Chris Hute and he's struggling at Forrest at the moment. Tony Pulis, no wins in seven at Sheffield Wednesday. And you know this cycle of the same recycled managers is—I'm getting tired of it—and uh, I don't think it—I don't think it works. I think they would have been in a much better position to stay up with uh, with Slav and his beanie. But what do I know? I'm just a fan. Yeah,
0: yeah. and I—I I kind of get the impression that Slav is pretty proper with the players as well as well as the fans. So you never know what kind of effect that's going to have on the players too.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean. They're three points off I mean this is I'm looking at a live table with Burnley at nil nil, but at the time of recording, right this second, they're three points off survival. That's not the end of the world, yeah, sure, They're second bottom they've won one in thirteen it's not it's not good. I'm not saying it's good, but I'm saying they're not cut adrift, you know no. and and what happens if they go down with Sam, is Sam the man to bring them up? I don't think so.
0: No, well, I don't think he'd stay. There's a break clause in the contract that, you know, they can go their separate ways at the end of the season if they get relegated.
1: Yeah, it's... it's, I
0: think he'd be out out if they got relegated, I
1: think. And what they could have done, what they could have done is do what Norwich City have done, stuck with the manager that got them up there in the first place. And, you know, fast forward this time next season, 2021-22, you know they could be sat at the top of the championship like Norwich are. But anyway, yeah.
0: and correct me if I'm wrong. Right, Bernie did that with dice, didn't they? Yeah, they, he got them up. They went back down, stuck with him, got back up, and now they're they're very stable Premier League side for years.
1: Yeah, never look back. Norwich are in an unbelievable position to get promoted. Yeah, it's yeah, it's just so short sightedness. It's embarrassing.
0: Yeah. Well, let's move to Monday then. Uh, Two games left to go through. Burnley Wolves, speaking of Burnley, is our 5.30 on Monday. For me, I I don't really know. I don't know about you, but watch in brief for me.
1: Watch in brief. Wolves, too toothless without Jimenez uh, for me.
0: Uh, Finally, Chelsea-West Ham. Uh, Derby games, so... Uh, Again, another one. (laughs) Hmm. I think I'll just watch and enjoy this one without a bet on it.
1: Yeah, I mean, we we were talking, weren't we, not long ago about how good Chelsea have been at the back and Frank had solved everything and everything was hunky-dory. They've conceded in the last four games, including against Leeds, Krasnodar, which was a dead rubber, so I'll give them a benefit of the doubt, Wolves and Everton. So, For me, I I still fancy Chelsea to get the win, but West Ham have shown that they're more than capable of uh, upsetting a couple of people. So, yeah, Chelsea to win and both teams to score is what I'd go for. I could see a 2-1, a 3-1, and it's 7-4. Nice, nice. Right then,
0: uh, that wraps up the Premier League, I think.
1: Yeah, happy to move on to the glory of the second tier. Manscaped. Oh, Manscaped. <laughs> yeah. So as we touched on at the start of the show, this podcast is sponsored by Manscaped. You can get 20% off and free shipping with a promotional code FBP20 at the checkout. Um, so there's everything from the lawmower Mower 3.0, which is their kind of luxury male grooming tool. And it's got waterproof technology. It's got as uh, cut-resistant technology it's got extended battery life it really is the creme de la creme of uh, male grooming and then they go into all other things as well Uh, there's ball deodorant there's balms there's uh, nail trimmers there's the weed whacker which is nose and ear hair basically if you want to look after yourself manscaped is the place to be so yeah check out fbp20 at the checkout at manscaped.com and support this pod
0: Absolutely. Yeah, please do. Great products, great prices. Right, so on to the Championship then. Anything straight off the bat that you like the look of in the Champ?
1: Yeah, uh, let's start off with Brentford and Reading. uh, Meeting for the first time at Brentford's new stadium. I'm going to go for Brentford to win and both teams to score. Uh, 11-4 to is the price. Reading have scored in their last eight games. Brentford have scored in six of their last seven. And Reading have lost both teams to score twice in their last three games. Ivan Tony, 16 goals in 19 games. I'm lapping it up, 11 to four.
0: Okay, yeah, I like that. And uh, another one that, another price that I've got for us, one that we don't usually go for, but uh, I think the stats in this game certainly warrant us having a look at it. More than 4.5 cards uh, have been shown in nine of the last ten games between the sides. So, in you know, often affairs that kind of bad-tempered, plenty of cards thrown around. So that leads us to 40 plus match booking points, <laughs> which is seven to four. So it's a good price, uh, seven to four for 40 plus match booking points. The stats are there historically. Um, bad-tempered games. So, yeah, just a, a random one to throw out there, but it, can't argue with the stats behind it.
1: Can't argue, mate. Yeah, a little bit random, but we love a bit of variety. Variety is the spice of life. So, yeah, I'm fully, uh, fully behind you there, mate. That's a uh, good bit of research on your part.
0: Thank you. So, uh, for me, first up, Coventry on the double chance. I'm going to look at, they play away at Sheffield Wednesday. Coventry to get either a draw or a win is 8-15. to 15, So not the best price that we're going to have all weekend. But this is a Coventry side who have really put a run together to kind of steer themselves away from any imminent um, relegation danger. Eight consecutive games in the championship without defeat. Sheffield Wednesday, on the other hand, nine consecutive games without a win. And you mentioned Tony Pulis has come in. Not had any effect. Uh, no wins in seven under Poulis. Hmm. So for me, Coventry to get uh, either a draw or a win against this struggling Sheffield Wednesday side, who are really, really poor, very poor outfit. You know, we watched them against Forest in midweek. Very, very poor. Um, lacked a lot of penetration. That's hardly anything going forward. If you take out Josh Windass. You know, they really struggle for any attacking threat. Um, so for me, Coventry to get another result in this like little run they're going on now.
1: Yeah, Tom, I have the same game in my notes, but I'm going to go one further and say that Coventry can get a win. Uh, okay. 15 to 8 is the price if you want to be uh, perhaps a little bit more risky and say that Cov will get a win. But yeah, um, the only thing that I said um, that I wrote down, sorry, that you didn't cover was the uh, Odebayo drama um, with Sheffield Wednesday fans in meltdown, Tony Pulis having to come out and, um, and back his player publicly. For those of you n- not sure what I'm talking about, go to the Nottingham Forest highlights against Sheffield Wednesday and you'll notice that when Graben scores the second goal that pretty much ends the game, Moses Odebayo is laughing. And he kind of gives him a high five. Yeah, um, Looks like he congratulates him, doesn't he, on the yeah. goal? Yeah. Um, apparently, he was laughing in anger that Graben got away with a foul in the build-up. Sheffield Wednesday fans, I mean, it's a touchy season for them. They've had a points deduction. They've had two managers. They haven't won in seven games. They just lost to a relegation rival. And, yeah. Didn't go down well, so there's that added layer of of drama and negativity.
0: Yeah, good point, good point. Well, um, On these kind of lines of indeed. teams that are in the relegation battle and looking at double chances, potentially a team on the nose if you want to be a bit more risky. I'm looking at Rotherham Derby. Um, Rotherham in 20th, Derby in 22nd. However, Derby are unbeaten in the last six games now. Uh, Wayne Rooney's taken, what, temporary charge, right? Not permanent manager, is he, at the moment?
1: Not at the moment. I think they're waiting for the takeover. Yeah, so no losses in six now for Derby. Um,
0: No goals conceded in the last four games either. So they're starting to go the right way now uh, after a very, very poor start under Philip Koku. Rotherham are also on 16 points, level with Derby. However, they've only got they've only got one win in their last five games. So I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Derby to continue their little run. Double chance is four to nine for Derby to draw or win. And if you do fancy Derby to get the victory, as I say, be a little bit braver with it. The price for them to do so
1: thirty one to twenty. Yeah, you see, I. I like double chance tom because I actually think this game would be a draw. Uh, I I actually really like Rotherham. I think they get they don't get us enough credit. Um of, I'm not saying they're going to, you know, finish in the playoffs but they're above Forest, Derby, Wickham, obviously Sheffield Wednesday special circumstances. Um they they're having a decent little season. Uh, they're just trying to survive, right? And uh, they're doing a good job of it. I I can't see them losing here, to be honest with you. Derby have never won at the New York Stadium, although that stat is stretched out somewhat because I've only visited twice. But (laughs) uh, 23-10 to for the draw (laughs) is what I would go for. Staying at the bottom, it's a nice little segue to talk about Nottingham Forest. They travelled to Millwall on Saturday, and I'm going to tip under 2.5 goals. It's priced at four to seven. Both teams are really struggling this season against uh, preseason expectations. And Millwall have scored just 16 goals and Forrest just 13. Forrest have the fourth worst attacking record in the championship. I think it'll be a tight game. Neither side will want to lose. And I think it will be two pragmatic-minded managers in the dugout as well, which their first barrier will be not to lose the game. Uh, So it's four to seven. It's not a great price, but I think that reflects the uh, likability of it, obviously.
0: Yep, definitely. Um, No more for me in the champ. I don't know if you've got anything else you want to look at.
1: No, no, nothing for me. Happy to move on to uh, League One.
0: Okay, I'll kick us off with League One. Let's go straight to Peterborough against Ipswich. Uh, Not a game that I'm interested in what happens on the nose, on the outright markets. But I'm just going to look at the first team to score market again. I think Peterborough will get the first goal. uh, They wanted to, to get it. And that's mainly because Ipswich have got this habit of going behind in games. Uh, We know Peterborough have got plenty of goal threat with players like Johnson, Clark, Harris once again in amongst the goals last weekend. Um, but Ipswich have conceded first in eight of their last 10 games. Uh, They've also lost seven of the last nine first halves, so they're really not starting games well. Peterborough first team to score in five of their last seven games, so kind of on the other hand, they tend to start a bit brighter, and we've seen when Ipswich go away against other teams up towards the top of League One, they've tended to struggle. Uh, They've lost 2-1 away at Sunderland, 1-0 away at Lincoln and 4-1 away at Doncaster. And that all comes in the last kind of seven, eight weeks. So, yeah, they don't have particularly good form away at top sides in the division, as Peterborough are, and uh, they're very sluggish to get going. So, although it's not the best price, one to two, I think it it looks looks pretty good on paper.
1: Yeah, I have this one wrote down, Tom. Uh, The only uh, little piece that I have to add. Is that Ipswich's last two wins because uh, they have won two in a row have come over Burton Albion and Plymouth. Burton have won one of six and lie bottom of League One, and Plymouth have conceded eleven goals in four games, lost four in a row, and won one of their last six. And I've put in big capital letters: Don't be fooled. So, yeah, I'm. Full ultimate of- vultures, aren't they? Yes, yeah. ultimate vultures.
0: We. At the start of the season, hmm. we said this, they had on paper a very easy start and they won about, what, four or five games in a row yep. at the start of the season. They pick off these sides towards the bottom of the table comfortably. But when it gets a bit tougher, when they play the higher calibre of opponent, they really struggle and get found out.
1: Yeah, I'll have a I'll have an even money bet with any profit chaser that wants to uh, wants to bet that Ipswich will get promoted this season. Uh, not happening. Let's talk wow. about Salford. They travelled. Oh, wrong league. Wrong league. <laughs> <laughs> wrong league. Anyway, I don't want to talk about Salford, but I do want to talk about a team that plays in red, and that's Lincoln. They're away at the Cobblers, uh, Northampton. They're priced at 19 to 20. Um, Lincoln have lost their last two games. Uh, they were both at home, though. So I'm not too concerned about that, especially when you consider one was against Shrewsbury, not a great resort on the on the face things, but obviously Steve Cotcher has gone in there and made a uh, made a big impression early on, and he also played against another new manager in Lee Johnson when Sunderland came to town and beat him four 0 So they're not coming off great form, but in terms of when you talk about away records. Uh, They've only lost one of eight games on the road and they're playing against the Northampton side down in 20th. I think a couple of fans and just the general Northampton football family are maybe losing a bit of faith in Mysterious Curl. And (laughs) (laughs) and, uh, yeah, I fancy the imps to get back on track. I think this is a game that they'd be targeting for three points and three points only. And yeah, 19 to 20, I can't resist.
0: Okay, yeah, I I see where you're coming from, definitely. Um, I had a slightly different angle on this one. I was actually looking at both teams to score, no. (laughs) Uh, Not something that we usually go for, but um, Northampton have uh, not had a both teams to score match in their last five home matches. And Lincoln have had five consecutive away matches also without both teams to score. So that just impels me to think, you know, at at home, Northampton don't have both teams to score away. Lincoln don't have both teams to score. Both teams to score won't happen here, right?
1: (laughs) Yeah, mate. So so Lincoln could win
0: like 1-0, 2-0, and then we're both right.
1: You're not exactly selling uh, I-follow passes, are you, to this game? (laughs) My God. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, totally agree with what you're saying, mate. Hey, as long as, yeah, like you said, as long as Lincoln win 1-0 or something like that, then, yeah, we both look good. Absolutely. Tom Pipkin, can you tell me which Wigan Athletic is going to turn up at Fleetwood on Saturday? Are we going to get Sunderland 0, Wigan 1? Wigan 4, Accrington-Stanley 3, or are we going to get, in the biggest game of the season so far, Wigan 0, Rochdale 5?
0: I don't know. I'd I'd counter your question with another question. Yeah. Which Fleetwood are you going to get to this game? (laughs) Are you going to get the Fleetwood who lose to Northampton? Or (laughs) or the Fleetwood who, uh, who beat teams like Oxford and draw with Portsmouth?
1: Yeah, I know it is a little bit up in the air. Um, I, I mean, I really want to go for Fleetwood, but they're priced at eight to fifteen. I think that's that's it's such a bad price.
0: I feel like the price on Fleetwood is so tight all the time.
1: I think it's because they got Joey Barton. They've got a bit of money, and they just yeah. And obviously, they're always up in the top kind of well. Obviously, playoffs last year. I don't know. I feel like I need a little bit more. I, I, I mean, you play this game ten times, Fleetwood win nine, I think, and Wigan win the tenth game like eight nil. Um, but yeah, I'd go for Fleetwood, but they're a tight price, and I just, I'm just not a hundred percent.
0: No, the the price they you are know, again. I keep coming back to it, right? But Liverpool against Palace, Liverpool are a very very similar price, and. When you compare the two games, Liverpool, miles better value. Maybe that says more about how good the value on Liverpool are or how bad it is about Fleetwood, but yeah.
1: Mm. Yeah, interesting uh, interesting position there. Any more in League One for you? League One is done for me.
0: So, we've got one game where goals seem to follow both teams around. So, AFC Wimbledon against Crewe. Um, Crew. Five out of the last six games have featured more than 2.5 goals and also five out of the last six games have seen both teams scoring. FC Wimbledon, seven out of the last eight games have seen over 2.5 goals and five out of the last six games have seen both teams scoring. So goals everywhere for these two sides. So we'll look at both teams to score. Nicely priced just under evens at 10 to 11 and over 2.5 goals. Excellently priced, 21 to 20.
1: Lovely stuff. We do our research, so you don't have to.
0: It just seems logical, doesn't it? Both teams are involved in games with loads of goals, Mm -hmm. and the prices don't reflect that whatsoever. So we'll take advantage of that.
1: All day. Happy to move into League 2, Tom, where I've got some nice tips. I liked League 2 this weekend.
0: I agree. I think League 2 is probably the, the best of the leagues
1: yes. this week. Yeah. Uh, well, kick us off, if you will. Oh, I was about to you know, do that whole dance of, no, you go, no, you go, no, you go. <laughs> but yeah, I will um, get us yeah. started. Obviously, I just went to talk about Salford in League 1. So I'll start off with Salford in League 2, shall I? Um, they are playing Harrogate away. Harrogate have won one of eight at home. Obviously, they had a really good start to the season. And I was doing some research, Tom. And do you know why they had a good start to the season? Why because their surpri- their surprising win over Exeter in midweek was the first time that they'd beaten anybody who, at the time of recording, is not in the bottom six. So oh, really? Yes. So you talk about vultures. Harrogate have been have been beating teams in the bottom six. Obviously, beat Exeter. No one saw that coming, especially you, Tom. I think you had a bet on, didn't you? And yeah, did. and yeah. Um, apart from that, they've been struggling against anyone who is above you know sixteenth or so. So thirty-one to twenty for Salford. That is my bet of the weekend.
0: That's the kind of absolute coupon buster result that Exeter won.
1: It was mad, wasn't it?
0: <laughs> It makes me hate the team involved, so Harrogate. Like where has that come from? Where on earth has that come from?
1: I don't know, they've been so bad, haven't they? And they just they just turn in a performance like that and yeah. Yeah, I don't think it it will happen again. I think Salford will will get some revenge for you, Tom. Thank you. Um, Hopefully they do. Just to let you know, live on the pod, which will obviously not be live when you're listening to it, but Sheffield United won. United uh, Manchester United nil. Oh wow! I would love to see Sheffield United beat Man United. That would be fantastic. Anyway, next tip. This, uh, there
0: we go. This is what I'm saying, right? This backs up exactly what I'm saying about Man United. They start slow. Yeah. They concede the first goals. They start slow. They sort their shit out later on and turn it around. Yeah. Don't then... be surprised, guys, if Man United win this game. They're over evens now.
1: Yeah. And they uh they concede to people like David McGoldrick, so anyway, Tom league two,
0: yes, yeah, so for me, uh our old favorites in League two Cheltenham town, eleven to ten to get a win away at struggling Barrow this weekend, so Cheltenham still sitting third in the league on thirty three points, Barrow now they've dropped down to twenty second um there's one point off south end, bottom of the league. So they've had a real tumble of Barrow after a fairly promising start. Uh, Six consecutive losses for Barrow has really contributed to that. No wins in the last 10 games. And then without a clean sheet in 10 consecutive games as well. So I just think this is a a Barrow side really short on form, confidence coming up against a Cheltenham side who are bang up there. Fighting out for these automatic promotion places, and I think Cheltenham will have more than enough to get a, a comfortable win over Barrow. I don't think it'll be a hammering, but I think a steady two 0 maybe three for Cheltenham.
1: Yeah, I don't think Cheltenham are in the form at the moment to be dishing out hammerings. I think no. I think they're just they're in an efficient mood, aren't they? And That's right. obviously uh, Barrow as well, uh, no wins in ten, and sacked David Dunn. In midweek, so they don't actually have a manager. However, the favourite Tom is a manager that is currently managing a team in Glasgow. Do you know who that is? What well, Neil Lennon? No, the other one, Stephen Gerrard. No, the no, of course not. Scott Booth of Glasgow City, a women's team uh... in the top Scottish division. Jeez. I was going to say, what's going
0: on? <laughs> yeah. I can't believe I even said Stephen Gerald
1: as if that was even going to be a,
0: a remote possibility.
1: Oh <laughs> God! Ra- Ra- Rangers Europa League, uh, you know, stopping the yeah. ten in a row that Celtic uh, could going for to go to the relegation lead to Barrow. But yeah, you
0: think it's been late I've been working all day. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so yeah, Scott Booth of Glasgow City managing a women's team in the top Scottish division 4 to 1 favorite. Just thought i I'd oh. add that in there. Um oh, wow. let's talk about Scunthorpe and Grimsby. I mean a couple months ago we were we were pretty much laughing at Scunthorpe weren't we Tom and mm. Southend. Yeah. We were yeah, laughing yeah. we were thinking wow you, you two and Stevenage, we never forgot how bad Stevenage were. Um, you know, looking very likely to get relegated. A few weeks later, Scunthorpe are in 18th and they've actually leapfrogged Grimsby. The two meet at Grimsby and I'm back in Scunthorpe 17 to 10. Scunny haven't been great, but Grimsby have been absolutely dire. Um, they've won none of their last five games. And Ian Holloway has come out on Twitter Mm. and has basically said that himself, the players and the club in general owe it to the fans to be a bit more honest with them. Uh, They're going to improve their communication. Recently, it's not been good enough. He loves his club. He loves the people. It sounded like a little bit of a a rally cry, to be honest with you. Um, But I'm not sure... I think the problems are maybe a little bit more rooted than that. I I think you're going to get a split dressing room, to be honest with you. I don't know the players at Grimsby, obviously, um, in terms of what they react to, but I'm just thinking, I think you'll get some people that will rally behind that and some people that will will not work on them at all. So, yeah, a little bit speculative. 17 to 10. I'm basically going off how bad Grimsby are I don't all of a sudden think that Scunthorpe are a good team, but they have won three of the last five.
0: Yeah. And 10 consecutive games without a clean sheet as well for Grimsby. Mm -hmm. Yeah. uh, Woeful. Plays into the hands of Sunderland. Sunderland, Scunthorpe. (laughs) Yeah. Talking about teams with a really poor run of games, not keeping a clean sheet, takes us to Oldham. Um, they go away to Newport this week. 18 games in all competitions without a clean sheet for Oldham. That's uh, alarming. But they go away to top of the league this weekend. And I'm not actually going to go for Newport on the nose, which is 4-5. to five. I'm just going to go for both teams to score, which is also 4-5. to five. Both teams have scored in seven of the last eight Oldham games and four out of the last five Newport games. Uh, Oldham have actually been pretty handy away. They've won 4 of the last 5 away games, uh, win it to win and both teams to score. Uh, Newport have been pretty handy at home. They've uh, they've won 4 of the last 5 home games, 3 of which have been to win and both teams to score. So two teams, uh, Newport seems to play well at home but do concede, Oldham play well away but again do concede. So, both teams to score for me, at four to five, seems a good price.
1: Like it. Anything else, Tom? Um.
0: Yeah, I've got one more. Yeah, we're on the both teams to score train here. I like it. So, I've got one more for us. Yeah. Um. Walsall against Port Vale. The price for both teams to score here is seven to ten. So, it's not bad, but... Check these stats. So, Walsall, no clean sheets in the last nine consecutive games. Uh, Port Vale, no clean sheets in the last 11 consecutive games. Five out of five games for Walsall have been both teams to score. And six consecutive games for Port Vale have been both teams to score. So, you've got two sides who very much struggle to keep clean sheets. But again as you can see from the both teams that score stats more than capable of putting it in the net as well so 7 to 10 you know considering the stats i guess not a bad price
1: just about saying that you literally took that from me yeah i was going to yeah. say i was i was expecting you know when you read those stats out the price to be a little tighter but yeah, yeah. I, I'll, I'll i'll take that as fair trade from the bookies yeah. i think yeah me too
0: uh, but yeah, that's it for me. Don't know about if you got anything
1: else. No, not really. Um, in terms of this part of the show, we would normally uh, review last week's bombproof trebles. We obviously did put them on social media, but since last weekend, we've also put some tips up for Tuesday, some tips up for Wednesday. So I don't think it's worth anyone's time to go through you know the 15 games or so that we've picked out from the three rounds of fixtures so i think we just dive straight into the trebles this week
0: yep okay let's go for it so um as ever then shall we do we'll do one treble like outright on the nose and then we'll do a special treble as well
1: absolutely and yeah if you're new to the show and you're wondering what we're talking about this is the part that we put all of our research all of the knowledge that we have and all of our general kind of feeling uh into some troubles that we you know recommend that you back we back our own bets with 10 pound stakes um, but we only want you to bet what you can afford to lose so please gamble responsibly and only bet what you can afford to lose and when the fun stops stop tom
0: yeah that is very important yeah very
1: important so what's your uh what's the special treble this weekend
0: so it's going to be a both teams to score treble, unsurprisingly. After <laughs> all the both teams to scores, I feel like we've spoken about.
1: Yeah, well, can't com- can't complain, mate. The research is there, so yeah, fire away. So we're going to start
0: uh, with one game in League One, and that's the Wimbledon Crew game. So both teams to score there at ten to eleven. Then drop in for a couple in League Two. As we spoke about Newport and Oldham, both teams to score there four to five, and finally Walsall against Port Vale, both teams to score there seven to ten, and for all that to happen, ten pounds example stake returns fifty eight forty two.
1: Lovely stuff, lovely stuff, Tom. I'm expecting, I'm hoping to be entertained this weekend. Yeah, that's what we're looking well, for. We should, we should be. Yeah, we're looking for goals and entertainment, please. Uh, teams involved. So yeah, uh, that's the both teams score treble. So I'll read out the traditional treble, which is uh, basically just teams on the nose. Okay, so the traditional treble is as follows. We're going to start in League One, and we're going to go for Peterborough. They're at home against Ipswich. Peterborough are priced at 7 to 10. We're then going to drop down into League Two. And just like Toms, we're going to cover teams that we uh, have just tipped wildly strongly Uh, we're going to go for uh, Cheltenham they are away at Barrow they're priced at 11 to 10 and we're going to go for Salford they're away at Harrogate they're priced at 31 to 20 it's a big one 10 pounds is going to return you 91 back yes
0: I love those kind of odds yeah love it
1: yeah, good time. So, good luck, everyone. Remember to send us all of the bet slips that you put on, even if you make your own uh, bets from our tips. We love to see any influence that we've had on your weekend tip.
0: Absolutely. Um, so, shall I have a quick skim through fantasy football? Mm-hmm. Very quickly, because um, once again, I've had a crap week, so I don't want to spend too long on it. <laughs> How was
1: your week? Well, the average was 32, and I got 45. So oh, I, that's
0: good.
1: I was pretty happy, but then I just get depressed. Well, that makes me happy because I think, oh yeah, I've done, I've done good. But then I look at the league, and there's a green arrow again. That makes me feel good. But then I'm 134th, and it, mm. it just comes tumbling down on me. How many points yeah. did you get?
0: I got 33. Um... Ah. I'm getting scarily close to you in the league, <laughs> which is terrifying.
1: I'm ninety-first. Oh, let's go! I'm coming for you, boy.
0: But not, I don't want to blow my own trumpet, fancy football or anything, but it's been a long time since I've been outside the top fifty. Well, and now I'm ninety-first. It's
1: this is bad. Well, you sound like Arsenal, mate. Yeah, it, 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 yeah. It doesn't matter what you've done before; it's where you are now. Yeah, I'm afraid. Exactly.
0: Yeah, you're already as good as your last game week. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. I'm very, very poor right now. But
1: let's read out some people
0: who, who aren't poor, shall we?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, so our top 10 in fantasy football. Uh, we'll go from 10 to 1. So in 10th position, Ronan Gormley. Then we've got Andrew Jones and Andrew Johnson, Vincent Rayner, Tristan Hill, John Courtney, David Doherty, Matt Locke-Cooper, Connell Glyn Martin and top of the tree, top number one of 214 teams is Paul Fraser with catchphrase. Still top, right? Paul's been a regular at the top.
1: Yeah, um, those names are beginning to change less and less week after week. Mm-hmm. I feel like they are starting to slip away from us mere mortals um, down in the hundreds. <laughs> We, we have work to do, Tom. We do. Yeah, we a lot of work to do. But if you do want to join our league and you have a team already with the official Premier League fantasy uh, website, then you can join our league and you will go in at your rightful place. If you deserve to be 23rd, you'll be 23rd. So yep. Tom normally puts the, podcast, the um, podcast... Tom normally puts the league code in the pod description but if he has not done so you can get in touch on social media t underscore fb podcast is twitter facebook.com slash football betting podcast for facebook and if you're an emailer we've got a couple that prefer email fair play it's nice and official football betting podcast at gmail.com
0: yeah and if you have enjoyed the show perhaps made some money from any of the tips Uh, We'd really appreciate it if you could leave a rating and review wherever you listen to your podcasts.
1: Yes, we would indeed. Um, Pretty much wraps it up, I think, Tom, no?
0: Yeah, I think so. I think that's everything for this week.
1: Well, thank you very much for tuning in. Um, As Tom said, please, please leave a review. It really helps us grow in the right way. And, uh, yeah, thank you for your time. Yeah, cheers, guys, and we'll see you again next week.